Well, I am, I am very excited to be with you here tonight. Uh, my name is Chris Overstreet, and I'm, I'm going to just, uh, I said tonight, but this morning, and uh, I, I'm going to just uh, invite Kiki to come on up here. And uh, Kiki, uh, I love this man. Um, I met, I met Kiki just a few days ago, but I, I feel like I've known Kiki uh, for such a long time. I feel like I've known him for years and just a kindred heart. Um, but we were, we were on the streets last night and, uh, and uh, who, who's, uh, where's, where's Alonzo? Alonzo, are you still here? Okay, he's, he's in the back, okay. Uh, but we, we went on the streets last night and we saw God do some amazing things um, and I'm going to have Kiki share a testimony of what the Lord did last night. But before I do, we, we also had some people yesterday go into the community and just share the love of Jesus. If you were one of those people that stepped out yesterday, went to the community, can you just raise your hand and, uh, and look at all these people that went out yesterday sharing the gospel? We saw many people get saved uh, yesterday. Many people got impacted yesterday. And, uh, and we're going to talk about two of the people that got saved last night. And so why don't you welcome uh, Kiki as he shares his testimony, what Jesus did last night. Uh, first off, I got to say, Chris is crazy, y'all. He, <laughs> I, I love to go hit the streets and and it was my style. We were hanging out the windows, telling people Jesus loved them, cruising through downtown Boise. It was crazy. It was fun. But um, as we were doing that, we actually took them by where all the nightclubs are in downtown Boise. And as we came around, there's a parking lot um, by one of the clubs. And there's my boy, Alonzo. And as we came around, there's this little youngster who he had a little, like, he had a little thug in him, you know, and he had his his hair braided and they were crossing the street and I, Chris like, him. So I like hang out the window, I'm like, hey bro, bro, what's up? Jesus loves you. And he like kind of looked up, I'm like, hey, can we pray for you? And he was like, yeah, you could pray for me. And so we, we, we turn around, we get off the car and so as we had pulled up, he had just gotten an incident where a guy just pulled a gun out on him and was gonna shoot him. And it, it like, you could tell he was a little like, obviously, like thrown off like man and, and I got to share with him I said honestly bro that the truth is 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 in the world we live in our lives anything could happen at any moment and that's why we got to be right with Jesus at all times Amen. and we started telling him about Jesus and by the time we were done I mean I it, it happened it was just so crazy that him and his wife they just got married March like 30th and they both gave their lives to God uh, They, I, I got his number. He's already texting me back and forth. He was texting me at like one in the morning. Uh, just excited about what Jesus is doing. And on top of it, they live out in Boise, but they're moving to Caldwell next month. So they'll start, they're going to start coming. And it was just, just powerful. Amen. Yeah, um, I just felt really strong that uh, when we went down to the where the homeless were, that they just felt the love of God. Um, you know, not everybody just goes down there and, and loves on them and, and gives them a hug and just just takes the time out of their day to, to show them God's love. And I just know that God has a plan for every person um, that is struggling. 
And um, if you're struggling today, we would love to pray for you, you know, at the end of the service or even right now, you know. Um, you know, we all go through stuff, but God wants to take everything from you today. And he just wants to set every person free that's in this house. Um, so I strongly believe that if you are, you know, whatever you're struggling with, you know, or nobody's perfect, but Jesus is the one. And he's the one that's going to save you. And he's the one that's going to set you free. So we just... Um, yeah, I just thank God um, for the compassion that he has put on my heart this weekend even more. I've been wanting to do this more often, but just this weekend really sparked something in me. And we're going full force for the kingdom of God. Kiki, wanna, I, I want you just to pray a blessing over everyone here. If you're, if you're here and you're like, man, I just, I want to step out in the marketplace, in my workplace. Or I, I want to step out in my community, wherever I go. I just want to host the presence of God. And I want to see God touch people's lives around me. If that's you, just quickly stand to your feet. I want to have Kiki just pray a blessing over each and every one of you guys. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just, I just come to you right now, Lord God, and I just lift up every single person in this room, Lord God, as they all stand on their feet, as they have their hands raised, Lord God, I just ask that, Lord, that you ignite that new fire, Lord God, a new soil, Lord God, turn that soil in their heart, Lord God, and, and let this be a year of, of just reaching the lost, Lord, the, the unwanted, the, the unloved, Lord God, I ask right now, Lord, that every single person finds a time in their day, Lord, to talk to one person, one person, God. Lord, I pray that you make the way over all of that, Lord God. Whether they're at work, Lord God, they're at, at Walmart, Lord God, whether they're out with their family at dinner, whatever it may be, Lord God, I ask right now, Lord, that you give them a boldness, Lord, a new boldness, Lord God, and a fire in their heart, Lord, and a desire to reach the lost, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we claim these things in your mighty name. Amen. You know, it's an honor to be able to stand behind a, a pulpit like this for many different reasons. God somehow has a way of picking people that feel like zeros in life and rewriting their story with grace. You know, even, even when I was in the, in the back room as the, the team was praying over for me I, uh, before I, I spoke this morning, I knelt down on my knees and, and as I was kneeling on my knees, I remember the first time I knelt. I remember the first time I knelt. And I was 18 years old. I was a drug addict. I was suicidal. And I remember someone shared Jesus with me. And I didn't want to hear anything about Jesus at first. I wasn't in a church building. I was incarcerated. I was in jail at 18 years old. And this inmate began to share Jesus with me. And I, 
I swore at him. I, I, I told him I didn't want to hear anything about Jesus. See, I was raised in the church, but you can go to church but not be a Christian. But I remember the second day when I was in jail. The Holy Spirit had done something in my heart and just like the Holy Spirit is doing something in your heart right now. Whether you're an individual that you've never made that commitment to follow Jesus or maybe you've made that commitment, but you feel this unusual fire that God is producing inside of you. Well, I felt that when I was 18. I felt this overwhelming sense of my need for a savior. And I knew it was supernatural because just the day before I was, I was swearing and telling this man that I, I don't want to hear anything he has to say. And I remember going to this gentleman named Mike and, and I said, Mike, can I borrow a Bible? And I took that Bible in my cell and I knelt down on my knees. And I cried out, just like you hear that cry right now. It wasn't scripted. It wasn't a repeat after me. It was from the very depths of my being. I recognized three things. Jesus is the son of God. He died on the cross. He rose again the third day. And I'm a sinner. And I'm on my way to hell. But the third thing is, I don't have to go to hell because Jesus paid the price for sinners. Amen. And all I need to do is humble myself. That's right. All I need to do is be honest. All I need to do is be transparent. All I need to do is be real. And I was real with him. And I felt the weight of my sin come off my shoulders. At that time, I weighed 400 pounds in my life. And I, I literally felt like a 900 pound weight came off my chest. And I knew that his spirit had entered my life. Amen. I want to invite you to hold your hands out. Hold your hands out as we pray this morning as we as we start. Holy Spirit, you're real. You're a person. You're not an it. You're real. That's right. You point us to Jesus. This morning, Holy Spirit, I pray that as I preach and as I share your word, not my word, that your anointing and your power would be released. Pray that you would even launch people into ministry today by your spirit I pray for your tangible fire to come rest upon people's lives 
have your way this morning in the mighty name of Jesus Christ well my wife Stephanie she sends her love to you this morning we have two little uh, girls we have an eight-year-old and we have a two-year-old our eight-year-old's name is Brielle Shalom and our two-year-old girl's name is Jubilee Grace they send their love to you this morning um, we live right outside of Portland Oregon in a city called Vancouver Washington and uh, that's where our ministry is based out of our ministry is called compassion to action we are a mobile evangelistic ministry we go around the nation preaching the gospel training equipping people in the area of evangelism and, uh, and making disciples that will make disciples uh, through partnering with local churches and seeing the kingdom of God expressed and adding strength to churches throughout America and beyond I recently just wrote a book called capturing heaven's attention that comes out on October 3rd and um, I don't know if you have a slide but you can throw that up there today what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually just talk about um, what the Lord has put in my heart and what I wrote about in this book and um, and I'm gonna just share testimony after testimony after testimony and uh, I've uh, once again I've changed my message at the last moment I I always come prepared I always have videos I always have slides but I'm only gonna share one video this morning and um, and I, it's a video about a woman that was healed um, in a wheelchair and her name is Janie and uh, this woman was healed as some of our team members approached her and began to minister to her I'm gonna show that video in just a little bit but before I show this video I want to talk to you really quickly about the importance of responding to the call responding to the call and I want you to turn your focus um, in into your Bible if you could go to uh, Mark chapter 1 verse 14 it says this in verse 14 now as John was put into prison Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand repent and believe in the gospel and as he walked by the sea of Galilee he saw Simon and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen and then Jesus said to them follow me and I will make you become fishers of men then immediately they immediately left their nets and followed him and when he had gone a little bit further from there. He saw James, his son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. We see Jesus steps up on the scene, and he preaches the message of the kingdom, that the kingdom of God is at hand. And he begins to call forth repentance and and when Jesus was calling forth repentance, he was calling forth for a changed heart and a changed mind so that they could see what was available. And wherever Jesus went, he began to recruit people. And we see Jesus as an incredible recruiter. He recruited people to follow him. He recruited me. He recruited you. And some of you, by the Spirit, today, you will feel the recruitment from heaven. You will feel the drafting from heaven of him Amen. calling you. Amen. And when he called me, I knew that there were things that I need to let go of. 
I knew that there was areas in my life that I had to let go of. Here's a couple things that I needed to let go of when the Lord began to call me. I needed to let go of my pride. Amen. The desire to be wanting to have control in my life. I had to let go of my pride. The desire to be in charge. I had to get into passenger seat while he was in the driver's seat. Another thing that I had to let go of is I had to let go of shame. I had to believe that his blood was good enough and powerful enough to cleanse all of my sins that I didn't have to work for my forgiveness I needed to let go and trust that he had the power to forgive me of all my sin I had to believe that there was an anointing in the blood of Jesus I had to let go of self-criticism I grew up as a young man in special ed, dyslexia, learning disability. I would give myself a hard time, compare myself to many other individuals. I was an overweight child, so I was constantly made fun of. And I remember growing up looking myself in the mirror and constantly criticizing myself. But this is what the Lord said to me when I began to follow him. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. He said, Chris, stop giving yourself a hard time. I'm not giving you a hard time anymore. I'm not giving you a hard time. And every time you look at yourself in the mirror and you criticize yourself, you're giving me a hard time because I live inside of you and I don't want you to give me a hard time anymore. There were many other things that I needed to place at the feet of Jesus. And as I placed them at the feet of Jesus, In the process of following him, I began to notice something. That he could take someone that felt like a zero their whole life. And give them purpose. Give them a purpose that is birthed out of an identity as a child of God. As I began to follow Jesus, he began to make me something that I never thought I would be or do. I remember him speaking to me and he said, Chris, if you would just take a hold of my hand, not just with one finger, not with two fingers, not with three fingers or four fingers, but with your whole hand, take a hold of my whole hand. And watch what I will do in your life. And in this vision that I had, I saw myself grabbing a hold of God's hand in a tornado coming and sucking me up and changing and transforming my life and taking me all around the world to preach the gospel. He spoke to me, said, Chris, I want to get you healthy because where you're going in your future, you have to be healthy. 
He began to show me that I was going to travel around the world preaching the gospel and standing in front of people and reading, which was crazy because it was my greatest fear. I had dyslexia. I had a learning disability. My greatest fear was to be able to stand in front of people and communicate by reading. What's something that's holding you back? What's something that you're disqualifying yourself in? I believe that this morning there is an anointing. I believe that there is an anointing this morning to shut doors possibly that you've opened in your life. You know, the enemy looks at five different doors to get into people's lives. The number one door the enemy is always looking for is pride. We see the pattern in in the Bible. Adam and Eve, they took the bite of pride. They didn't believe that God was sovereign in their life and they wanted to take control. The second door that the enemy tries to get into people's life is unforgiveness. This morning, the Spirit of the Lord will come and help people forgive when we discover how much He loves us and when we receive His forgiveness, we're empowered to forgive others. Amen? Amen. The third door is sexual immorality. There are many people that have opened a door of sexual immorality in their life. And the enemy loves it. And I know what that's like because as a young man, I was bound by sexual sins, pornography. And the Lord said, I'm taking that from you. You got to let me take it from you. And what would happen is when I was in that, as a young man, I had no confidence. And that's exactly what the devil wants in people's lives. No confidence. And the last door, or the last two doors, is witchcraft and fear. Jesus has this amazing ability to impart as he goes. And I'm going to share with you just a, a few testimonies and stories, and then, and then I want us to pray. I'm going to show that video in just a moment. But Jesus imparts a desire for you and I to pray for Bob. You may be asking, who is Bob? I'm not talking about the movie, What About Bob? <laughs> Bob represents something. Bob represents a burden. Represents compassion. Bob represents an opportunity to see the possibilities around us of expanding the kingdom of God and ministering out of compassion, out of love. But not only do we need to feel his heart and discover what Jesus did out of compassion and discover the opportunities that Jesus saw around him as he was on the go, we too need to see all of that and feel all that but we need something. 
We need boldness. We need a boldness to be able to do what Jesus is calling us to do. And this video that I want to share with you and show you is a is of a woman that was bound in a wheelchair for 12 years. And some young team members of ours at Compassion to Action stepped out and prayed for her. And the power of God came on her. Why don't you watch this video, please? Can we start it over? My name is Janie Tebo. I was born in Salem, Oregon, and I'm currently living in Corvallis, Oregon right now. It was actually back in 2005 when I had the first onset of Guillain-Barre. It came on very quickly. Uh, one day I just broke up and I wasn't able to walk. It, it's an autoimmune disease, and what autoimmunity does is that it, it's your own body attacking some part of your body. And in my case, it was the myelar covering around the nerves. My life before the disease, I was very active. You know, I had a full-time job. I would go to the gym. I would go out to dinner and go to the movies, all sorts of things. I was very active. Once the disease took place, I kind of became a hermit. I was very depressed severely depressed actually. It was a very difficult time because I didn't really know what my purpose was. I had dreams. I had things that I wanted to do and I thought there's no way that this can happen now. I had gone to Fish Fest with a friend of mine. She's a neighbor of mine and we got to see um, some of the music and everything and I was just kind of sitting in my wheelchair waiting for her to come back. I had some gentlemen approach me from Compassion to Action and they asked if they could pray for me and I said yes. I actually didn't feel anything at first, you know, it was, they were praying for me and then um, all of a sudden I felt some warmth and then I felt some um, electricity going into my legs and it was so exciting and I, it, it scared me a little bit at first because I was like, what is this, you know, um, and so <laughs> it the electricity came, the warmth came, and um, out uh, faith, the young men told me to just step out in faith and walk. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I did. And I was kind of wobbly at first, and it was, it was scary because, you know, I, I didn't want to fall. But all of a sudden, I felt like there were these braces on my legs that were strengthening my legs. It was just supernatural, and it was it was so awesome. I can't explain the, the feeling, but it was like there were these braces on my leg, and all of a sudden my legs had strength. Strength that they never had before. felt like a release on life. Just the, just the power of God is just so awesome. 
and I, I can't say that enough. I just keep saying awesome, awesome, awesome. That's my newfound word for it because there's just no other way to, to describe it. God's love is really, he does love us. And um, he loves me. I struggled with um, the depression and just um, not feeling like he loved me. And um, he does. The same love that she encountered is the same love that wants to encounter you. Amen. These, these young individuals were inspired by compassion. They felt the burden for people ahead of time. They felt the, the heart of God to see people saved, healed, and delivered. And then they, they began to look for opportunities. How can, we, how can we manifest the kingdom of God in power? And then they stepped out in boldness. This Jesus that we are inspired by is the same one that invited Matthew, the tax collector, to sit with him. I want to say to you, you don't have to be afraid to sit with Jesus. He sat with Matthew, the tax collector, along with many other individuals that society did not approve of. But Jesus, in his love and his deep compassion, said that they belong at the table. These are the ones that I've came for. And while the Pharisees stood back and says, does Jesus know who he is sitting with? Jesus responds, and I paraphrase. I did not come for those that think that they have it all together, that they don't need my saving grace and my power to save my, their lives. I have come for those that know that they are in need, and I am the Savior that they are looking for. Amen. Amen. There was a man named Nicodemus that came to Jesus at night because he was inspired by the miracles that he was doing. And in this conversation with Jesus, he asked him about all the miracles he was doing. But Jesus, in love and great compassion, turned the conversation completely around and was concerned about him as an individual. And he said, Moshe, surely I say to you, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Pause. There's a second. Nicodemus says this. How can a man... Be born when he is old. Can he, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus said to him, Most surely I say to you, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Don't be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. And then he went on and said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We see Nicodemus as one that began to follow Jesus 
in the end of the gospel of John. But there's another individual that had an encounter with Jesus. And as we read throughout the gospels, we see individuals after individuals having encounters with Jesus. There's a woman that had a blood issue for many, many years, and she tried to do it in her own strength. She tried to get her healing in her own strength. And there are many people in society that are trying to fulfill their life in their own strength. They're looking for things their way. And Jesus is the only way. And Jesus hears, or this woman hears that Jesus is in town. And she says to herself, if I could just grab a hold of the hem of his garment, I know that what he has will change my life. I want to tell you this morning, what Jesus has will change your life. You may be here this morning that it says, man, I am full of, I am, I, I have no hope in my life. I am full of hopelessness. I want to tell you, Jesus is hope. You may be here and you're feeling like, man, I am so sick inside. I want to tell you, my dear friends, Jesus is the healer. If you're here this morning and you say, man, I need a fresh start. I want to tell you, Jesus offers a fresh start. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, I need forgiveness. There are things in my life that I have never told anyone about and I am ashamed of. I want to tell you, Jesus. Jesus offers forgiveness. Jesus offers a fresh start. Jesus looks at that when you come under his blood, when you come under his authority, when you step into that divine relationship with Jesus, he becomes your savior, your healer, and your deliverer. If you need deliverance this morning from sin patterns in your life, there is a deliverer here, and his name is Jesus. And this woman grabbed a hold of Jesus' garment and said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment I know I will be made well and she felt the power of Jesus Christ come into her body and she was instantly healed Amen. you know the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you and I we not only are partakers of the things of the kingdom of God, not only do we receive from Jesus, but we have an opportunity to represent Jesus wherever we go. And the spirit of the Lord wants to speak to you and I, and he wants to soften our hearts. I remember being parked out at um, Bethel Church parking lot about a year and a half ago when it was early morning and I was in Bethel Church for 18 years. I was the outreach pastor for 15 of those years working inside the school and then for the church. And I remember about a year and a half ago, I was on a trip visiting because we moved to the Portland, Vancouver area in 2018. And I was on a trip and I was just visiting and, and my pattern is when I was in Reading to get up very early and go pray at the prayer house there. And so this particular morning I was praying outside of the prayer house in the parking lot and I was offsetting some things from my heart, processing with the Lord of some things that, you know, when you travel, when you do different things, there is not everyone that likes you. Not everyone is saying positive things about you. And so I was offsetting some things to the Lord and I was processing with the Lord and I was releasing forgiveness. So nothing sets into my heart like a virus. And as soon as I got done releasing that to the Lord. 
I heard a street, Sonoma Street. So I write down Sonoma Street and I feel the Lord speak to my heart. Go to Sonoma Street. So about four hours later, I had some people with me and I and I remember I need to go to Sonoma Street. And I tell them God's going to do something powerful on Sonoma Street, but I don't know what will happen. But I know that we have to go. We have to follow Jesus. So we're driving around. We put in the GPS Sonoma Street. We find Sonoma Street and we're driving around and we see these apartment complexes by Sonoma Street. And there's just these one apartment complexes that are just sticking out. And I said, I believe that God wants to do something. So we circle back around, we get out. And there's this woman that's outside by her car. And when we get out, I say to this woman, I said, excuse me. The Lord spoke to me this morning at 7 a.m. that I'm supposed to come to Sonoma Street. And I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And he has a plan for your life. And the moment I said that, she bent over and she started weeping and wailing under the power of the Holy Spirit. She had been out of work for three weeks. Her car had broken down. She had no transportation. Her car was just towed to her house. It had all kinds of problems with it. And at 7 a.m. that morning, she was praying at 7 a.m. And she was praying, God, please send help. I need help. Amen. Somehow, they're her very prayers. The Lord said, there's somebody praying and I want to send somebody. I want to tell you right now, there are people that need help in this city. And I believe that God's going to send you. Amen. We pray for this woman. God was able to provide for her. We were able to help her. She got her car all fixed. We got it towed. We, we took it to the shop. And, and this woman's life has been radically changed. And, um, and she's written a book about it. It's called Miracle on Sonoma Street. As you can see this morning, there is a, a, a tank here. And this is a baptism tank. And this morning, the Lord offers fresh starts. And when someone is baptized in water, what they're saying is they're saying, I am identifying right now, according to Romans chapter six, to Jesus's death, but also his resurrection. So when you go underwater, you're identifying with Jesus's death. And when you come up, you identify with his resurrection power this morning there are some individuals that for the very first time possibly that you're saying i have never been water baptized i have never surrendered my life to the lord jesus christ but i don't understand what is happening but something is happening right now in my heart my dear friends that is the holy spirit that is the spirit of god talking to you Many people say, I I don't know how to hear the voice of God. My dear friends, 
If you're feeling something happening in your heart right now, you feel an unusual fire, you feel a burning in your heart, that is the voice of God. That is one of the ways that God speaks, is by an overwhelming desire to begin to follow Him. This morning, that opportunity is here. I want to have the, the keys come on up. The person on the keys will be able to come on up. The presence of the Lord is here this morning to heal. The presence of the Lord is here this morning to save and to deliver. His anointing is here. His power is here. Because His compassion is here. love is here for you I want you to consider the cross what love would cause himself to take lashes, to be beaten. Where his spine is ripped open, according to Isaiah 53. That before he ever got on the cross, he saw you. But while he hung on the cross, and he looked into the future, he saw your unique face. The one that knows everything about you, the one that knows how many hair. Or on your head. The one that knew that you would be born. The one that was behind your birth. You're not a mistake. It's a divine setup. You've been created with purpose. There is a plan. There's a calling. And oftentimes in life, people say, well, you don't understand what I have done. You don't understand the bad things that I have done. My dear friends, he understands. And he's not there to throw rocks at you. There was a woman that was caught in adultery. And they threw her at the feet of Jesus. And in Jewish customs, if this is discovered, they they stone. And they're all ready. They've all got rocks on their hands. They're ready. 
And Jesus, paraphrasing, says, whoever doesn't have sin here, you'd be the first one to throw. And then suddenly you could, you could just imagine those that had a tight grip on the rock just getting ready to stone this woman. One by one, one by one, one by one, one by one, dropping those rocks and walking away. And Jesus stoops down and says, where are your accusers? Where are those accusers? Paraphrasing, Jesus looks at her and embraces her with eyes of love, eyes of compassion, and imparts a heart of forgiveness. Let's just go. Say no more. The heart of God changes us. When we have an encounter with the Father's heart of God that reveals the nature of Jesus, it changes us. This morning, as the Spirit leads you, To come and place yourself at the feet of Jesus. Please know his heart for you. It's full of compassion because every ounce of blood that was shed was shed with love, was shed with mercy, was shed with compassion, and was shed with your deliverance in mind. Your freedom in mind. And as I pray, I know that there will be many people here this morning that you'll say, I I just need a touch from God. I need a fresh start this morning. I need God to touch my life. And if you feel the Holy Spirit just moving on you, or maybe you say, man, I just, I need deliverance. I, I haven't even told anyone, but I've, I've been continually opening up doors in my life. I want to shut those doors right now. I need God to, to touch my life. I need God to deliver me. He will. His love is here. His compassion is here. The Bible says in John 1, 12, as many as received him, he gave them right to become a child of God. Romans 10 9 it says if you confess the spirit of God's upon you bro this gentleman right there the, the necklace yeah that's you the spirit of God is upon you what's your name Eric God's getting ready to do something so powerful in your life man the spirit of God is he, he's not done with you he's just beginning with you he's about ready to change and transform your life in a powerful way And as the Spirit calls you this morning to respond, just simply put your faith in His blood. Some of you this morning will say, man, I, I want to I go all in. I want to be water baptized this morning. I want to be water baptized. This water baptism isn't something to, you just don't get baptized because of hype. That's good. You get baptized because you're, you're fully surrendering your life to Jesus. Amen. Fully surrendering. I want to invite you to stand to your feet this morning.
someone's back's being healed right now. You, you've been having uh, pain in your back and your lower back right now. Um, just if that's you, just raise your hand right now. You have physical pain in your back. Just raise your hand right now. Yeah, the healing anointing is resting upon you right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your healing presence right now. Thank you, God, for your presence and your power. Thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing right now, Lord. 100% healing in their backs in the mighty name of Jesus. Just go ahead and some of you right now, if you're around them, just lay your hand on their back. Lord, thank you, God, for your healing presence. The power of God is here right now. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you, God, for your power. Release your anointing right now. The healing power is here, Lord. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. And just as the Lord is healing people's physical body, there are, there are hearts that are being healed this morning. And if you need a fresh start and you're saying, man, I, I feel the calling. I feel Jesus calling me right now. I can feel the invitation that he has given to me. I, I just feel it to follow Jesus. I want to make that decision to follow him and, uh, and give my whole heart to my whole life to Jesus. What I want to do is I want to invite you just to, just quickly to be able to come forward if that's you you say i want to just follow jesus i want to make a commitment to begin to follow jesus i want to invite you to come forward right now it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about you there's people here that are saying man that's me yep yep there's anyone else you say man i i just need to i need to make that commitment god bless you said i need to i need to make that commitment i want to follow jesus just quickly come forward to the front right now. If you need deliverance, if you need if you need healing and miracle deliverance in your body, uh, just quickly come forward right now. I just feel the power of God is going to touch down on people's life. If you need if you need freedom, if you're saying, "Man, I want to be all in for Jesus," uh, I just want you to respond and just say, "Here I am, Lord. I want to be all in for you. I want to be all in for you." Some of you, how we're going to do baptisms? We're going to do it a little bit different uh, this morning. If you feel called to get baptized today, just. Talk Talk to one of the pastors over here and uh, talk to uh, Pastor Matthew and we'll baptize you this morning. But I just really feel right now that if you're here and you're saying, man, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. You just come. You just quickly come and say, that's me. I want to surrender my life to Christ. Just between you and the Lord, do you just just say, Lord, this is, I need forgiveness. And as you're coming forward, I want you to pay attention to me really quickly. Jesus invites us into repentance and faith. And what does repentance and faith mean? If I'm going this way and I'm living for myself and then suddenly Jesus says, follow me. I realize that he is going this way and I need to turn and begin to follow him. And that's what repentance is. And if you're coming forward this morning and you're saying, man, I need a fresh start. I need forgiveness. Tell him what you need forgiveness for. Confess it and just say, Lord, forgive me. I want to follow you and just trust the, the healing presence of God. Trust the redeeming blood of Jesus. There is an anointing in his blood. There's an anointing in his blood. There's an anointing in its blood. There's an anointing in its blood. 
There's an anointing, Chris, in his blood. There's an anointing in his blood, my dear brothers. There's an anointing in his blood. 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 If you need that anointing to come upon your life, you need that anointing that is in his blood. You need that fresh start. You need that forgiveness. You need that forgiveness. You need that fresh start. You quickly come and just say, that's me. That's me. I need forgiveness. I need a fresh start. We're going to sing the blood of Jesus and then as ministry team is praying for people, they're going to just lead you into a prayer right now of putting faith in the blood and breaking up with the devil. There's people here this morning that you need to forgive people as well. You've experienced Jesus' forgiveness, but you need to forgive other people. And in just a moment, we're going we're gonna to give an opportunity for people to begin to forgive. We're going to sing that song about the blood of Jesus. Is the 
what we're going to do. We're, we're going to begin to baptize some people in just a moment. We are, we're prepared for individuals to be baptized. You can talk to Pastor Matthew over here to my left. It is 12 o'clock. If you need to get your kids, you can. We're going to continue to minister right now. We're going to continue to just pray for individuals. I just feel right now um, that, that the Spirit of God wants to touch people's lives. And uh, if you're just hungry for a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God wants to be poured out this morning on people's lives. And Father, we just thank you so much for what you're doing. We thank you, God, for what is your, your Spirit is moving and ministering to people lives and Lord we just thank you God for every person that is responding and is getting ready to respond today Lord we thank you for your anointing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we're gonna